This is Awakening with Ant Comet. Let's discuss the triumphs and the trenches of spiritual awakenings. Are you ready to learn? Because I am. I love this shit. sugarcoat it. I be getting down every time. Today, we're discussing knowledge versus integration. Oh boy, I gotta get my podcast mojo back. Hold on. Basically, when we are along our awakening journey and there's just like this floodgate opens up of knowledge and awareness and healing and tools and listening to podcasts like this one and you're like just getting hit with all this information and you're like having all these epiphanies having all these revelations of why you've done the things you've done what you need to do why things occur the way they do why that person acted like they did towards you it wasn't personal it was due to their trauma Oh my God. So all this information. And then, you know, you go down these rabbit holes, you study quantum hypnosis, you look into Dolores Cannon, you start studying Buddhism. You look, you start doing yoga, um, sun gazing, lessen your coffee, start throwing a little bit more veg into the diet. And there is a big difference between knowledge and integration. And you know me, and you know, when I, when I do these podcasts, there's nothing that you need to do. And Ant Comet likes to break it down because a lot of the times there are people making podcasts about all this knowledge, but they don't act it out themselves. And this is very common in a lot of religion people. I mean, it's, everywhere. And again, there's nothing wrong with it because we have all this knowledge. So we're like, hell yeah, I know what the hell to do now. But you haven't incorporated it into your rituals, into your practice. And those old programs that have literally been getting you by because you've been in survival mode for the past 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years are still ingrained in you. So it's an unlearning. It's an expansion. You don't just get rid of everything that's helped you get to this moment, it's still there. And it's okay. It would be fucking weird if it just left automatically. But it is still there. So let's have a moment of forgiveness to ourselves. because we didn't have the tools before. And it's okay. And we don't have to carry that shame. But now we know. And we're still going to have to continue 
to forgive ourselves as we are unlearning these things. I think a big way a lot of the people in the world comfort themselves um, over time and through survival is like when big emotions or feelings come up and, you know, everyday, just everyday stress um, comes up, it's like pop on the favorite show and order in. So again, this is a coping mechanism that there's nothing wrong with it. I still do it once in a while, but it is becoming less frequent. And um, they're just, the more and more you, you know, the burden of awareness has fully taken hold. The burden of awareness, right? So it's like, you can't just continue ordering in every night and watching TV because you know you do have the knowledge now you know this isn't aligning you to your highest path it's keeping you where you're at and also how's your tummy how's your poops right so how's your energy level is the depression coming back so this is kind of what I'm referring to but again when you do those things so often once you get to a space where you have the knowledge to know I worked on my passions last night and nourished myself and cooked myself a meal and I feel amazing. It's really easy to shame ourselves when we go back to those old patterns. Um, so, but we have the knowledge now. So it gets, you know, it starts not hitting the same. It starts not hitting the same, the coping mechanisms. The things that have, that have brought us comfort for so long when we so desperately needed the comfort. But now we have this knowledge of all these things that genuinely, truly comfort and nourish us in a way like the old tools didn't. Another one is like the doom scrolling and that one's really hard to get away from. But like, you know, when you put your phone down and you're in a new reality because you were just submerged into virtual reality. I always do this thing where like if I'm hyper focused or doom anything, I'll go, <gasps> where was I when I put my phone down? So basically what I'm trying to say is like when we have this awareness, this self-actualization, this spiritual awakening, um, it's a lot of people stop there and are just like, I'm aware. But are you integrating, baby? So integration is a very slow process. It's okay. It doesn't happen overnight. There's no deadline. There's no finish line. You know, you're right where you're supposed to be. And leaving these things behind and continuing to listen to yourself and just recognizing, recognizing the wounds, recognizing the tools, the coping mechanisms that come up, just seeing it, recognizing how it makes you feel. Don't you dare shame or guilt yourself. Because it's really easy to do. 
it's really easy to be like, I know better. I know better. And you know what's amazing? You do. You do know. Remember a little while ago when you had no idea? But now you know. And now it's time to integrate. And you integrate by reframing your brain to be your highest self. Like that old you is the old you. It is. So as much as it's comes up so easily in your routine to be that old person to do those old things because of habit it's an old program and you can just at any moment decide to be like oh wait a second you can start over all the time anytime any moment you can start over you can start over right now go take a walk and also you know what it's like we're not striving for perfection here I like to do four miles. Sometimes I do too. Sometimes I just do yoga. Listen to yourself. Because those are still huge monumental changes into the direction you want to go. And you're not behind. You know, you're, you're associating with new crowds, more aligned people. And sometimes you can feel like, oh, shoot, XYZ person has their stuff together. Like, I'm going to share some stuff. It's so paradoxical. Paradoxical? I hope that's a word. It so is like, I when I was starting to associate with people who were pursuing music seriously and, you know, socializing in these circles and performing, I was like, I don't know how to use my fingers and pluck on the guitar very much. Um, And I'm a vocalist first and foremost, but I want to be able to do that. And people are going to think I'm X, Y, or Z, a fraud, you know, imposter syndrome, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait. Again, this is the mind shit instead of the heart and the higher self directing us, giving us the signal that we want to learn something new. Cool. We're not behind for not knowing it yet, babe. Okay. So I learned like a very simple plucking style, like just one. And there's so many out there. I just learned one. And recently I was working on a collab with a friend and practicing for a show and he goes I wish I could do more finger plucking like that like I'm really not good at that and this person is so much better at guitar than me I'm like again like the irony right that's exactly why it doesn't matter I think they're incredible because they can go up and down the fretboard more than I can and they understand more theory And they're looking at me thinking, I wish I could do that. And like, that's exactly how I was feeling. So I made a move on it. I still feel like I barely know anything. And now people are thinking things about me that I used to think about people. It was kind of confusing, but you know what I mean? So don't get into that mindset of shoulds. Feel the desire and take action. Baby steps, 
You're not just going to be able to shred on the guitar or whatever or paint an incredible photo or sell out your store or have the numbers in your business right away or, you know, be able to totally fully communicate your feelings with your loved ones right away. Start small. There's no rush. Because if you rush it and try to be perfectionistic about it, it's going to be a shit storm. <laughs> and you're going to revert back because it's just too much. And that's okay. It is too much. Let's take a deep breath. I just want to thank you for being here and taking the time for yourself um, through this knowledge and looking at it and looking at yourself like it's so huge and so many people are so afraid to do it and it's so much easier to blame other people and to look at other people's reasons why we're doing things and it's just not ever anyone else's responsibility but our own and it takes so much strength and it's so needed in this world. You're so needed in this world. Your art is so important. Your emotions are so important. Mm. Gratitude. Gratitude. Just so much gratitude. To be able to have the knowledge, to be, have the opportunity to integrate, to have the ability to control our own reality, to decide our fate. It's all us. We are the universe. Mm. So beautiful. And it is, you know, it's like. The Marvel movies, I mean, knowing that is a dangerous thing, can be, can be a really beautiful thing, like we're aiming for, but it can also be very dangerous, and a lot of people use this um, to their advantage in certain ways, and again, I, you know what, we're not going to talk about that today, so while you're integrating, you're noticing the old stuff and like it becomes more and more distant. It becomes more and more, this is just a part of me. This is just who I am. It starts to disappear. It starts to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that again because that's not me. And good to know that that didn't really make me feel good or that's not the best thing for me. Okay, now I know. And it's easy to forget, especially when we have triggers. So if you're having a super triggering experience, like a loved one being sick, heartbreak, you know, any of that, it's okay to pause the healing. I mean, you are healing by releasing your emotions and stuff. So I guess that's not really the correct thing, but you know, basically those old patterns are going to come up even stronger and you know, it just becomes easy and easier to deal with chaos when chaos happens before I started my healing journey. And you know, this is stuff that stems 
so deeply from childhood. I remember just not feeling like I ever wasn't anxious. Like since I was like three years old, I remember anxiety only. So it's really <laughs> something we're not aware of that there's an alternative. And I, I always keep that in mind with people who are surrounding me in survival mode. Like they have not experienced something other than that. How do you know that there's anything else out there? A lot of the time, at least. So, so I was in a state of like fight or flight constantly. Um, and there's so many tools to lessen um, fight or flight mode being activated. And I will do an episode on that. Um, just like not eating for a long time um, will trigger fight or flight mode. I try to eat before I'm hungry so I'm not in that <laughs> ravenous uh, state. And like, I don't know, it becomes like an addiction to that um, cortisol Anyway, that's for another day. But I remember thinking, and my therapist asked me, how does your highest self deal with chaos on our first day that we met together? And I was like, not freaking the fuck out. Please, Lord, I want to be able to navigate things in a way that is not adding more chaos to chaos. My poor ex, I remember even just like I spilled water on my porch and I was freaking out and I like couldn't clean it myself. Water outside. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> and I was having an absolute meltdown. And of course, I'm sure there's other things that were happening that day. But like, you know, when those little moments just absolutely send you. And now the other day. I was with my mom and thought the dog got out and my mom was losing it, freaking out. And it's so much to put that on ourselves, but it's a lot to put that on other people. Major accountability alert. Like, I want to love and support her and I do, but I also tell her like you were triggered and like that amount of emotion running is, oh my God, I feel like I sound like a dick, but it's a lot to put on other people. Like it's my dog and you let her out without checking the gate or whatever, you know, it's like, it's not my responsibility. And I calmly went out and she was still in the yard, hiding in a corner, ran right up to me. And I was so calm, you guys, throughout the whole thing. And that's just an example. Like that didn't happen overnight. Like a couple of years of just like having these triggering moments and it just happening less and less and less. I remember the first time when I was able to realize what was, um, you know, I don't, I'm not my emotions. They're important and they need to be let out. 
but they aren't who I am. Like my mom isn't that moment, which is why like we can coexist and I love her and it's fine. Um, but I was cooking and I dropped the lid to a pan um, and it shattered into tiny, tiny pieces. And I picked it up and put it in a bucket. I'm like, oh, this would be cool to make an art project with. And I like put my music on and cleaned it. Like, oh my gosh, the old me. I'm getting chills right now because the old me would dream to be able to have that reaction. And I'm getting chills because... I am a new person who gets to experience that. And it's really easy to take things for granted when we're in these new spaces, like a lot of newness, a lot of elevation, a lot of expansion, a lot of ascension happens. And because those old triggers and patterns do come up sometimes because we have the knowledge, but it's not fully, totally integrated. It's again, easy to blame and shame instead of being like, holy shit, like, Look how far I've come, though. And look how much less these things are happening. (sighs) It's such a beautiful space to be in. And again, this is why there's no such thing as good or bad, because the bad, the triggers, the old coping mechanism, blah, 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 like that is what teaches us to do better if we choose to teach it. So teach ourselves, unlearn whatever you want to think about it like so don't get stuck in the knowledge start to integrate start to make active efforts and change but then there's like this you know I've been in spiritual circles where it's like they I've had someone say to me like why are you still suffering from the past like leave it let it go leave it behind it's like I obviously haven't grieved it enough And it's like, I don't know, confidence and, you know, success is built, not sporadically sprung upon us. And that's where that person is like in the knowledge thing, like, you know better, so just don't do it. And they're avoiding their emotions and not taking accountability You can't just snap your fingers and be a whole new person. But it feels like that when the knowledge and the downloads come in. You're still integrating. You know, I I see a lot of people who post about, including myself, about how to handle relationships well. This is what you do. Don't do that. But haven't you ignored your family? Aren't you avoiding them? So you don't have to deal with those emotions. Lead by example. You can't control them. Okay, yes, I've done it. And I'm really grateful for my relationships now. And I saw a post the other day and it really stuck with me. And I repeat it to my family members so that they're aware, even if they don't have awareness, um, Totally. But I'll say, I love you enough 
to have uncomfortable conversations because a lot of the times when you come through and you are healing and you say all these things is very triggering. And it's like, I want you to know, and I will reassure you that I do love you so much that I want to discuss this. And it's not going to be easy. And that doesn't mean there's lack of love. I also am a big fan of Teal Swan and um, a healer and philosopher. And she talks about, she gives the analogy of a jellyfish and a little three-year-old girl who loves jellyfish. You know, we should not only act upon love and feelings. We need to understand each other. Because if you, a three-year-old girl loves a jellyfish, she will pick it up out of the water, put in a blanket and hold it. The jellyfish dies. The girl gets hurt. But if you strive to understand what the jellyfish needs in order to be its best self, you see? Try to understand yourself first. You have the knowledge, but what do you need right now? What can you do right now to integrate it? I typically do an oracle poll, and I think I'm still going to do one, but guess what I got for you guys today? Oh, it's a summer solstice when I'm recording this too, which is cozy. Um, I got some tarot. Tarot deck. It felt like it was a new beginning with the summer solstice and a new start using this tarot deck. So I'm sharing sharing that with you. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. So good. So the first one that popped out is the devil, which represents all those addictions and coping mechanisms and old behaviors that are ego our ego wants to protect us. Our ego is doing what it can to protect us. So, you know, for me, don't go on stage because people make fun of you like when you were little. But that holds, I was talking to someone recently and they said, our ego holds us back from greatness. Because bitch, you better sing. So we've got the devil and then we have the star. And the Hermit and Ten of Cups. So basically, it's letting go of these old patterns so that you can become your highest self. And there's such a need to be with the self and self-reflect. The Ten of Cups, and I'm new to tarot, but I'm interpreting how I feel is necessary. But the Ten of Cups is really just like this picture-perfect um, alignment with the heart and genuineness and being in this amazing state. So these cards are really, again, reflecting the message that's coming through already 25 minutes in, which is letting go of our devils, of our darkness, of our coping mechanisms to become the star that we are meant to be the greatness that we already are. All we have to do is dissolve these past things. Spend time with yourself. Be aware so that you can make the most aligned decisions and actions. I love you.